You're listening to We Podcast We Know Things, and this is Ryan Airy from Screen Crush with your mom. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 226 of We Podcast and We Know Things a couple of days later than normal. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Before we get started, I just want to give a shout out to a friend of the show, Jim Noogie Bauer, who traded me Charmander, the hollow from McDonald's. I gave him a little rallet. He gave me Litten Hollow, and he threw in a Tyranitar Hollow because he knew he's my favorite Pokemon. So, Jim, you the man. Jim is not only a loyal listener, but a very good friend. He's the guy I play Pokemon Sword and Shield with and do all the trades with. He came on this show for our most popular episode over the last 365 days. Uh, we Pokemon and we know things. It's our most downloaded episode of 2020, uh, right, right in front of the Bearings interview, as a matter of fact. Pokemon fever is real. And we will talk about that in the gaming section tonight because uh, there may or may not be a Nintendo drop in this weekend. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> Who knows? Depends but we on, know. But we know. Depends on how good it is. Depends on how good it is. I'm not going to waste my time if they waste my time. That's all. That's all. But we are here. Not, 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> Rocking and rolling. Episode 226. You're hearing this on a Monday or later because we had. An incredible guest, Ryan Airy from Screen Crush on our show to do half the damn episode. We did an hour and a half with him. So a full length episode. We talked about everything under the sun that you can imagine. It was an interview. It was a bonus episode, but we did it a little bit different. Instead of just asking him interview style questions like we have in the past, how'd you do this? How'd you do that? We started down that road, but we went to theaters opening. We did thoughts on Zack Snyder's Justice League, which went down an entire rabbit hole of everything DC uh, has ever put in a theater. I think uh, we went down the one. Yeah, we definitely touched a lot. <laughs> we went to WandaVision and does it have potential for a season two? Is that even a reality? Probably not. Spoilers. Um, what, what the journey's been like so far, how they did it a little differently for phase four. We went through that whole thing. We went through Superman and Lois and the premiere of that. We went through Loki star Wars, the bad batch, which then got us on an entire uh, track of Star Wars CGI versus live action, how good the tri- uh, prequel trilogy is, how good the new trilogy is, or bad. Uh, Ryan Johnson doing his own thing. We went down so many rabbit holes. We talked a shit ton about the boys. We talked about Spider Man 3 and Paramount Plus. Like it was a full 90 minutes. We want to thank Ryan so much for taking the time to be with us. Uh, we went over time by at least a half hour. So for him to hang on, you heard his yeah. intro uh, at the top of this show. Boy, howdy. Great conversation. If we had to do a pod at 10 o'clock at night, I'm glad it's because we just had this awesome conversation. Uh, you, we had three nerds together who were just nerding out saying theories, what we thought of. And it, it just everyone just kept going. It, I, I didn't want to stop. I was just kind of sitting back, letting you two kind of go at it. And I was like, I'm in nerd heaven right now. Sam and I tend to go off script a lot for interviews. Like we'll come up with follow up questions just through the conversation, this, that and the other. I don't think that's ever happened more than in this interview where we just thought of questions based on what he said. And we're like, we got to know. Let's just ask. No, I, that- I, and there was stuff as soon as like he said something like, oh, I remember I watched this video. I want to ask this question or you took me down this path. And, and, and I was like, I know we're going to go over if we keep going on like this. Yeah, it was. It, boy, he, he, had fun, he had fun, too. So it's not like, you know, he didn't have fun. At least he, at least we think so. 
<laughs> if, if he did it, then he is a great actor. <laughs> uh, so again, check that out. If you somehow skipped that episode in our feed that dropped on our normal day of Friday, please don't sleep on that one. It is a full episode of the show. There is actually stuff in that that we're not talking about today. So like Loki, The Bad Batch, Spider-Man 3, J- uh, The Justice League, WandaVision, all that is there. We skipped it in this uh, because we wanted to do like almost a two-part normal episode. So please check out the bonus episode with Ryan Airy. It's right below this in your uh, on our feed. You should be able to check it out super easy. It's about an hour and a half. Like I said, full episode. You're going to laugh your ass off. You're going to get pissed at the theories that we craft. You're going to hate us for some of our opinions. But at the end of the day, this was some of the most fun we had uh, with podcasting mics. Oh, and that was the first thing I said. It was like, I don't think I we both had more fun with any guest. Just where we were nerding out. Like, we don't get to really nerd out like this all the time. It was, well, me and you, me and you. But, you know, we get it's like Ryan Airy, who a guy that we watch every week to hear his theories or what Easter eggs that we might have missed. It was awesome, man. Super cool. So super cool dude too. at Ryan Airy on Twitter. R Y A N A E R Y. I'm sorry. A R E Y. Check him out. You cannot go wrong. Super cool dude. And for him to take the time was, was great. So we got a normal show tonight. Like I said, some of the stuff is on the other episode, but we still got a metric ton of news to go through. We're going to go through our picks of the week. We got trivia. Sam's actually going to start in gaming, a very robust gaming section tonight. We're getting a Pokemon presents. There it is. Uh, the two days ago, because <laughs> this episode's <laughs> dropping Monday. Shit, you might have actually gotten a Nintendo. But again, like we said, who knows? It depends on what gets. Uh, if Diamond and Pearl remakes are confirmed, I'll do it. If they're not, I probably won't, and we'll wait till next week. But regardless, next week Sam will give his thoughts. Um, we got our PlayStation State of Play recap. Thirty minutes, ten or eleven PlayStation games. Was it worth it? Uh, we got a new PSVR, some Tony Hawk Pro Skater news. Um, some actually, it's a very, very Sony heavy gaming section. So if you're a PlayStation gamer, stick around for that. We'll actually go to TV after gaming. We usually go we go movies, TV. We're going TV movies tonight, and we're because, starting off with a banger because there's a Twisted Metal TV series in development, and we're going to talk about that. It's a perfect transition from gaming into a gaming related TV show. No, not the movie that was canceled. This is going to happen. This is real. So we're going to talk a lot about that. Some Superman stuff. Nickelodeon and Paramount Plus is trying to bring in all the subscribers. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. In movies, uh, Vanity Fair says that Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to have a hero cameo in it that's going to blow our minds. We'll speculate on who that could be. We're getting a Blue Beetle film. And Ray Donovan is making a triumphant return. Why is that not in the TV space? Well, stick around and you'll find out. Uh, Sam, are you doing a weekly WADA or a CGC? I am doing another weekly WADA. I cannot wait for Sam's second weekly WADA. But before we get there, let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week. So I believe this was a pick of my week, like maybe a year or two ago when I actually watched this show. But I just saw on Tuesday that it's now on HBO Max. And I feel like not enough people have seen this show because when it first came on, it was on Cinemax. And I, n- I never had Cinemax when this was on, so I had to wait until after this was already out. But I feel like not enough people have seen Banshee. So if you like um, The Boys, this stars Anthony Starr, who's Homelander. You see him in a completely different light where he kind of, well, kind of, he plays an ex-con who basically steals, I think it was like $10, 15000000 million 
gets caught, goes to jail, gets out. Then he tries to go find his his girlfriend at the time and, and try to get back to craziness. But then people find out he's still alive. They think they know where he hid the money. Um, you had Tom Pelfrey's in the show. I think he comes in season two or season three. He was actually really great. Hoon Lee, who probably steals the show as job. He was absolutely fantastic. It only went four seasons, 38 episodes, but this is definitely a show for the adults, so make sure the kids are not around. But if, if you like Anthony Starr, his style, if you want to see him just not be a, a crazy maniac as Homelander, you want to kind of see him just basically get his ass beat or he's beating the shit out of everyone every other episode. The action scenes, I don't I don't feel like they got enough credit because they they every, the whole cast, everyone basically is kicking ass every single episode. So if you have HBO Max, it's on there all four seasons, Banshee. I don't remember that being a pick of the week for you before, but I surely do remember you from the rooftops shouting about how good that show was. Again, it it was on Cinemax. I I never had it, and then I don't even know where I I jumped on it, but I remember as soon as I watched the first one, I couldn't stop, and I think I finished the four seasons in like a month, if that. And I, I, I truly feel like not enough people have seen this show. My pick of the week is also on HBO Max. As a matter of fact, it's an HBO Max original documentary. I think it's three or four parts. I cannot remember. It's called Heaven's Gate, The Cult of Cults. I love documentaries as it's well documented on this podcast. I also love uh, documentaries about things that happened while I was alive. And um, this, if you don't remember, Heaven's Gate was a cult where two people, I think, Doe and T for Dora, whatever the, uh, they were the two or the couple, I think they were called the two. They believe that they were being sent down to earth and that Jesus was coming back as an alien and that everybody was going to rise up, uh, and, and into a different stratosphere and heaven and all this stuff. And it was, you know, I'm paraphrasing all that. It's obviously much deeper than that. And this cult spanned decades and decades and decades. And, uh, you know, I won't give away what happened, but it's actual fiction. It's actual you know, it happened. It's nonfiction. Um, the the cold is not around today. We'll say that. And so this does a really great job of giving you a really inside track of what the cult was all about. Um, incredible amounts of inside footage from the actual, you know, meetings and testimonials and things like that. They've even got members that broke away that they got back uh, to come into it, to talk about it and like how difficult it is to leave a cult and kind of try to forget about it. It's still a part of their lives. Really fascinating stuff. I love multi-part documentaries. I am also on record. The Cecil hotel one on Netflix. That's so hot right now is completely overrated, but I will digress. Uh, this one is not overrated. I loved it. Heaven's gate, the cult of cults on HBO max. Check it out. If you're looking for a really good documentary, those are our picks of the week. It's getting to trivia one and a half to one uh, in favor of me. Sam, what do you got? I don't even know where I pulled this question from. So good luck. What is the first name of the little boy Tony befriends while stranded in Iron Man three? I do not know, but uh, what, what are the choices that I have to pick from? (laughs) You have a Harley B Harry C Henry or D Holden. Uh, Harley. Correct. Nice. Was that half? Yep. Half point. You got two to one. All right. Uh, let's see. I got yours here. I got a twisted metal question for you. Ooh. Yeah. I was trying to go like sales figures, but they weren't posted anywhere. So uh, I had to go with something else. What was the name 
of the only Twisted Metal game on a portable system. I'll give you a hint. It was the game on the PSP. Oh, oh, that was, oh, shit. Ah, god damn it. Give me the names. If you say the name, I'm going to get it. Is it A, Twisted Metal Head On? Is it B, Twisted Metal Harbor City? Is it C, Twisted Metal Apocalypse? Or D, Twisted Metal Small Brawl? Head On. That is correct. Hey, I just I just needed to hear it just to be safe. Now, all four of those were actual Twisted Metal things. So two of them or three of them were canceled uh, games that were actually in development, and then Head On was the one that made it through. And Head On was actually remastered for the PS2. It was called like Head On Upgraded Version or some shit. I can't remember what they called it. I, I don't think I ever. I, I don't think I ever played. I think I stopped after. Well, I guess Twisted Metal Black was the last one I actually played. But yeah, I don't think I ever played the one on the PSP. And I'll take it over in gaming where we'll start off. We got one review. Let's see what they thought of Ghost and Goblins Resurrection. I think this was announced at the Game Awards uh, back in December. So pretty quick turnaround. Um, it's, a res- it's a resurrection of the franchise Ghost and Goblins. One of my favorites on Nintendo. The uh, NES version, brutally hard. I mean, all of them, brutally hard. When I remember is Ghouls and- I think Ghouls and Ghosts was the NES one. Super Nintendo one's fantastic. The arcade one's really good. This is a return to that franchise. It's a completely different art style, a very comic book type art style. Uh, Arthur, he, he was in Marvel versus Capcom 3. Uh, I love this franchise, so I was very excited to buy it and play it until I learned it was $30. And now that's going to need a really good review for me to go pick it up. So oh. Ghost and Goblins Resurrection is an old school action platformer that's not too cruel to, comp- uh, to compromise allowing you to fine-tune its challenge level relative to your individual skill level and tolerance for pain. Its seven-level story mode might be slightly short, but it packs in plenty of variety and unique challenges to navigate and bolsters its replay value with the addition of the alternate shadow levels that you unlock after your first playthrough. If Capcom had added further flexibility to Arthur movements and attacks and maybe some fun with the story, this would have been a truly sensational second coming. But regardless... Ghost and Goblins Resurrections is still a supremely spirited comeback. I'd give it a solid eight. That is a solid eight. Where I'm at is uh, only bucks. seven, 30 bucks for seven levels. <laughs> I know that like in the spoiler for 30 year old games in the old ones, you play them twice. You have to play through the levels twice. And so like maybe they'll do that to you again, but that's 30 bucks, man. G Hall might wait till it's on sale. My goodness. Yeah, I don't blame you there. But I know this news, we're both, we're happy, but I know you more than me. We're getting a Pokemon Presents Friday morning that will last 20 minutes. And shit, we already got it by the time this episode dropped. So, I mean, like, I'm not here to, like, predict the future because by the time you're listening to it, it's actually the past. That's how this weird world works of podcasting, at least this one week. Um, But again, if it was good, you heard me do a Pokemon Nintendo over the weekend and if you didn't well then it's probably really disappointing so uh i would not you know this is future greg talking about something that has already happened so like i could be totally off base here i just would not get your expectations super high i think you're going to hear maybe something about detective pikachu on switch which actually would be pretty cool i think you're going to hear about diamond and pearl remakes i think they're real 
think you're going to hear about Pokemon Unite, which is that mobile slash switch hybrid from Tencent. You might hear about Pokemon Sleep. I think you're probably going to get something that's not just in games. Remember, it's Pokemon Day on the 27th. It's the 25th anniversary of Pokemon this Saturday. They're going all out. There's a Post Malone concert. There's all this stuff. Yeah, you, have the, you have the that, Logan Paul uh, first edition box break of the base set. That's happening on the 27th also. You have um, uh, the Pokemon just sent out codes today on Thursday for a Pikachu that has the move Sing, which generally it never has learned before. But because it's this whole music theme they're going with, they gave Pikachu Sing, which is actually pretty neat. So I downloaded that and got that today. Uh, that was pretty neat. So uh, there's a lot going on. I don't, I, you know, by the time you're hearing this, Pokemon Day is passed and the concert is passed and the p- presents is passed. You'll probably hear some stuff about journeys, maybe some. You know, something about the extended Twilight Wings saga. You, I just don't know. I don't think it's going to be all games, though, because if it was all games, it would have been a direct. What I do think you're going to get is a small new trailer for Snap, for new Pokemon Snap, yeah. because it was absent from the direct. And it's coming out April 30th. So I think we're going to get that, too. So I wouldn't go like sky high, but I think we're going to get some pretty cool stuff for the 25th anniversary. And what I'm excited for is the stuff that I wasn't thinking about that we're going to get because that's always the really cool stuff. Yeah, and I think hopefully you guys kept your expectations low like you did on our next story. We have, and we saw, PlayStation's State of Play. <clears throat> uh, what's the next story? Can we just move on? <laughs> this is where our top three is going to lie. Uh, you know, we on Tuesday... And, and, and we it. picked the top three before we saw it, every, you know... <laughs> Yeah, we chose that. We, we we realized we were going to do a top three from this presentation before the presentation. I think we probably would have not done that yeah. in hindsight. But uh, we got 10 games. We got 30 minutes, just like they said. It's just a real shame that, like, none of it was good. Um, I would say, well, actually, I wouldn't say. Only one game out of the everything they showed today was a new announcement. Everything else yep. was existing games that we got updates on. Now, we'll go through it, but I'm going to go pretty quick. Yeah. And Sam, I'd like you, if you want to talk about something, just shut me up and stop me. Because if you don't, I'm just going to keep going. Uh, because uh, do, do you want me to, as you say the name, just throw in my top three here? No, nah, we'll wait till the end. Okay. We'll, do, okay. we'll do a quick top three at the end. But like, it started off before they even said, welcome to the state of play. The first one in God knows how mother effing long. Uh, here you go. It just. Here's Crash. We knew Crash 4 was coming to PlayStation 5 in March. Nintendo's bringing it to the Switch in March, and they had said the same day it's coming to Xbox Series X and and PS5. We now learned that it's going to be 4K60, obviously. Uh, It's going to have adaptive triggers, which is cool. 3D audio if you have a headset, and it's going to be able to transfer your PS4 save data. So that's pretty neat. I don't know why that was the opener, but it was. And then they said, welcome, here's another update on a game coming soon. And it was Returnal from Housemark, a deep dive into the gameplay. It's coming April 30th. It is, this will be the theme for me. It was just not a game that stuck with me. It, I, I didn't care. I like Housemark, but I didn't care about it then. I won't care about it now. This game does nothing at all for me. Uh, then we went to Knockout City. I, we just saw this on the Nintendo Direct last week. Yep. And like, if we didn't, I'd probably be like, that's really cool. Cause it was my number three for the direct. So oh, you think so it'll probably be your number two for this one. It, it did not make my list. Did not make my list. Um, because I just saw it. 
Like yeah, I don't, I, gotcha. I didn't need more. It's coming to PS4, not PS5. I'm sure you could play it forwards compatible on PS5, but they were very like, this is a PlayStation 4 game. It's coming May 21st. So there's some new info. Uh, you can enter a chance to join a cross play beta. If you check out the game's website, knockoutcity.com. But this is the open world kind of overwatchy Fortnite dodgeball game which I like. And they showed special shots and a map and you can turn into a dodgeball and get thrown <laughs> by your friend. And it's like, all of this is cool, but because I just saw it in a direct, it lost a ton of impact. Yeah. It, it, once I saw it, I was like, Oh yeah, we saw this. Okay. Next. <laughs> you kind of couldn't wait for it to be over just to get to the yeah. next game. And I think another theme for this state of play was they hung on these games for so long, too long, too long. Every game got like three to five minutes. Okay, just okay, just me. I, I I probably know that they just wanted to, you know, try to get back to, so like you said, some normalcy, get a state of play out there. But honestly, everything here, I think they should have just dropped trailers. I, I would probably agree because even the one new thing we got, which we'll talk about in a second because that was next up, didn't need to be in a state of play. And and I, I think what they did, I mean, this could have all been announcements on the like individual stuff on the on the Sony the playstation blog they love going there but every single game got its somebody from the development team on to give some narration like it was the same shit hi this is greg from we podcast and we know things we're a podcast from pennsylvania you should listen to our show and here's why for three to five minutes can we please move the hell on it just wasn't necessary i didn't need their look just give me the gameplay give me the deep dive trailer and let's let's keep this Keep it moving. Train moving. Uh, they did give us a new game from Slow Clap. It's called Sifu. It's like a third-person beat-em-up. It looks like it's coming in 2021. I will say this. As much as I don't care and will not play it, uh, we had a recent top three that was games you want to see PS5-ified. And uh, my number one was The Bouncer. And I said, it's a third-person 3D beat-em-up. That's what this is. So, yeah. like... They kind of did it. Uh, I'm just not interested because this seemed like a story I've seen a million times before. Yeah, nothing for me. We got Solar Ash deep dive gameplay there. Solar Ash is from the team who did uh, Hyper Light Drifter. A pretty okay game. It's It's got its cult following. It's not necessarily for me. But this is a completely different style where that was a top-down 2D. This is a kind of a 3D, I would say pseudo open world um, kind of rhythmic platformer movement based game. I liked a lot of the concepts here, but what fell flat for me was the characters, the story, the art style. I love basically plat- everything. <laughs> I love platformers and I love movement based yeah. things and going fast and doing this and doing that. But when I don't care about the character and the world that this character is You're inhabiting, out. it just didn't do it for me. Yep. This was a PS4 and PS5 game, no date yet. Later this year. We then got our first look at game. Well, yeah, it was a little bit of gameplay in here, but our first look at exactly what Five Nights at Freddy's security breach will be. This is an actual game this time. You're not just a still image in a hallway shutting and opening doors. You're actually moving. One of the characters' names is Gregory. I liked that. Probably the reason it could be on my list. Uh, But this is a third-person survival horror game coming to PS4 and PS5 this year. Five Nights at Freddy's probably a few years past its prime uh, in terms of popularity. But the fact that you're actually going to be able to move and experience a story. I mean, the Nick Cage movie just came out. That was a ripoff of Five Nights. I feel like slowly this genre of dead animatronics that are evil are coming back to life or whatever is gaining traction. 
this actually looked pretty decent to me. No, and I was gonna, I was actually gonna say the same thing. I was like, I wonder a lot because I know I heard of people a lot of saw that movie with when the cage and heard it was actually really good. I still didn't see it, so maybe that'll actually drive more traffic to actually play this game. And again, Five Nights is kind of dead. Like it was uber popular for like two or three years there, and she teed it up with, "Do you like spooky games?" And I thought to myself, "Yeah, like Five Nights," and then. Boom, we get it. It's like, (laughs) damn it. Damn you, PlayStation. But it did kind of look okay. If it's like a 1999 little five-hour experience, I'd be cool with that. I'd be totally cool with that. Uh, We got Oddworld Soulstorm, which continues to be my least type game in the world. I never cared about it. I don't like Oddworld uh, necessarily. And this is Oddworld mixed with Spelunky and Lemmings and Rabbids, and you can control up to a 1,000 and move them here and do this. I don't care. Yeah, (laughs) literally, like, I'm with you. Like, this is probably, like, my least favorite that was shown. uh, Another miss for me, 2.9D. Do you really have to be that obnoxious about your game to call it 2.9D, you losers? Uh, I know a lot of people are hyped about this. I'm just so not one of them. It's April 6th, PS4 and PS5. I'll give it this. It's the best looking Oddworld game I've ever seen. To me, that's just not saying much. The Oddworld franchise never did it for me. Yeah. Uh, We got Kenna Bridge of Spirits, a big update for this game. And this seemed to be the one that had Twitter abuzz throughout the entire conversation and the entire presentation. We haven't seen it since PlayStation 5's unveiling back in June or July of 2020. Uh, Kind of waiting for more on this because I want to like this game. It looks like it'll be a Greg game. For me, I still have to see more. Yeah. But I liked what I saw. Yeah. Again, I'm probably the same thing. I thought it looked okay. Nothing said, oh my God, I got to go out and get this. But I I would like to see more. Yeah, this is August 24th coming to to ps4 and 5 um at this point if it's like a 40 dollar title i think i'm in on it if it's a full price 60 and in this generation maybe 69.99 game i'm probably gonna pass if it's a full retail price game but this at least has me intrigued to want to to know more about what's going on in this world uh we then got death loop for the 900th f in time boy can we just get this game out yeah that's bethesda right yeah, okay. um, it's like it was announced before the Microsoft acquisition, so it's still a Sony exclusive. Go figure that out. Uh, but I could not care any less about this game. I couldn't care in the first place. I like the stylized trailer. I like the way it looks. It's cool, yeah. but it's a freaking Bethesda shooter. I don't need it in my life. So uh, there's just nothing that could get me hyped for this game. I know other people feel differently, and this is actually a very much anticipated title. I'm just not among them. Yeah, it looked. It, I mean, it looked better than a lot of the rest that I saw. It was the best trailer that this game showed. Yeah. Um. But again, it's just a. a, a it could have been a Twitter trailer. It's as uh, simple uh, as dude, it. It could have been a, a, a go on their uh, YouTube channel. I think everything here could have just been here's here's on Twitter. Here's YouTube. I, I don't think we needed to dedicate thirty three minutes to this. The big one more thing. Oh man, we were expecting. A lot of different things. Uh, I Elden think everyone Ring. was expecting this big, huge thing, and we just got shit all over. Uh, you know, we were looking at God of War Ragnarok. We were looking at Elden Ring. We were looking at, you know, some PlayStation game that hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, I was waiting for, like, a surprise uh, Twisted Metal uh, remake or, or something. Yeah, and we got – and this is where everybody gets hyped up with this stuff. But, like, this was for good reason. They didn't have to do a state of play. They just yeah. wanted to. 
Yeah. And to get like themselves back in the mainstream with state of plays. And it's cool because that means that state of plays aren't dead. And again, it's got a future kind of like directs while the last direct wasn't my favorite. It's nice to know they're still alive. Yeah. But to make your big one more thing, the final fantasy remake integrate, basically they're renaming the PS five upgrade of this game for it to be a PS five upgrade of a year old game and say, this is our big thing. And it's not even coming until June. It's yeah. still four months away. Listen, it added a nice, a bunch of nice quality of life improvements. Some of, they try to do a side by side graphics where half the time the four look better than the five. Dude, I, I, I was watching with, with Steven Wan from the, the the Fiend Club, and, and we said the same thing. I was like the four looks better than the five. I, I was like, if anything, like I, it's either I couldn't notice anything or the four looked better. I would say. 40 to 50% of the time, I was like, yeah, four looks better. When the five looked better, it looked noticeably better in some areas. So yeah, I think the one area was like the shine on, on cloud sword or something like that. I thought that was like one of the better shots on the five. Yeah. And there was one, I think it was like a dusty sunset town. And I was like, all right, that, that when you can play with lighting, like that makes yeah. it really cool. But they said like an enhanced fog system. And I was like, there's more fog on the five. It actually looks shittier. <laughs> like less literally detail. yeah i'd agree with that so i get it though there's some new quality of life improvements they even uh, introduced a new episode featuring yuffie or yuffie i, I think maybe yeah I, I i i say yuffie i mean again i don't know who it could be what an hour two hour dlc and i mean the only good thing like i'm not going to go out and, and buy it for ps5 thankfully that at least I, I believe, I, I think that if you had a PS4, you get the free upgrade. Yeah, but you have to buy the Yuffie episode no matter what. That's the downfall. Did so like you said, it, it is DLC. I would imagine 10 bucks if yeah. it's any more. Like if it's, I could actually picture $14.99. Depends on how lengthy this is. Like you, it's probably a two-hour chunk um, of content. I can't imagine it being more than that. Although it being a JRPG does kind of ex- – well, it's not. It's actually – Dude, you know, action. for a half a second, I thought it was, it was like a tease of its sequel. For a half a second. At like, the no beginning way, of no this way. trailer? Yeah, mm-hmm. for, you know, oh, okay. I was like, there's no way no- – ah. Yeah. <sighs> Listen, man, I would have loved them to say, hey, this Yuffie episode, you get it for free if you if you had the PS4 version. Thanks for being – a PlayStation customer and exclusive. And guess what? The Yuffie episode, it's exclusive to PlayStation because we know this game's coming to Xbox and PC pretty soon. Their exclusivity window is running out and this isn't coming till June. So this would have been a nice present if you were an early adopter and got this on PlayStation uh, when it dropped. Here you go. But nonetheless, people will pay for it. I too love the fact that it's a free upgrade. I still don't own the version, the PS4 version. Um, it's just a game that doesn't speak to me, although I do appreciate free upgrades. So that was the presentation. Wildly enough, short, I would say sweet, but I'd be lying. Uh, let's try to pull a top three out of our ass, Sam. What was your favorite three? You can go through all three of them. What were your top three announcements from this presentation? Yeah, you know, again, it was definitely lackluster for sure. So my number three, I went with Deathloop. Oh, that was pretty stylish trailer. I liked it. My number two, Crash 4. I, I I won't buy it for PS5, but I still think it's, it's a fun game that everyone should at least play once or at least beat because it, it's hard but fun. And no surprise, my number one, Final Fantasy 7. I'll probably will. If it's only 10 bucks, I could see $14.99 too. I'll pay that. Anything more though, I think I'll just wait until it's cheaper. Uh, my number three would have been Crash because I love the idea of, of the adaptive triggers. Yeah. But you don't use the triggers a lot. So I almost wonder like when... I think for like sucking the vacuum with 
Dingo Dial, maybe. Um, imagine the second to last board. I think like triangle is isn't that how you like? Or that might be how you activate the suits. Uh, yeah, the I thought I thought I remember switching like R one or R two or something. May, like maybe, that. but R one and L one aren't adaptive. R two and L two are. So maybe they fucked with the control scheme a little bit to make it like to force you to use them. Albeit, whatever. I like when games do that. It didn't make my list because I just don't know how it's going to work. My number three was Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. I actually am semi intrigued by this title. And now that you can actually play a game as opposed to just wait to get scared, um, I, I'm into that. My number two was the Final Fantasy VII upgrade. Um, wait, did you give your number one? Yeah, my number it was Final Fantasy. Right, okay. My number two, Final Fantasy. Yeah, that's right. You said the 1999 price point. Um, yeah, I'm with you. If it's a maybe like they'll make it they'll make the PS five upgrade 70 bucks and you just get this as a part of it. Like I would imagine the boxed retail copies of the PS five version will have this included in it for the people that didn't buy the PS four version. Yeah, yeah. That would be my assumption. And that's what makes it number two for me is you're not just getting the game at that point. You're getting an additional story chapter. It's kind of like Pokemon yellow, Pokemon Emerald, Pokemon crystal. Like they're adding a little bit to what you already have for the same price that you originally would have gotten that. I like that idea. Still maybe not enough for me to jump in, but I've been itching to play something beautiful on my PS5, so this could be something I'm interested. It's a shame it's four months away. My number one, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. I've been waiting to hear more about this since June. I think this was uh, enough. I still want to know more. And of all these games, if you said you can only play one, this is the one I would pick. So I think that was an obvious number one for me. So there was our top three. Pretty varied. That was our top three for the week. Better luck next time. <laughs> We're getting a new and updated PSVR. One cord. A one cord VSR, PSVR, uh, as opposed to all the cumbersome shit you got to do to play with the original PSVR that's like five years old. Back. Yeah. Now, real quick, is the o- Oculus, is, is that wireless? Oh, boy, howdy. Do I not know? I was going to say, because I thought I remember seeing someone like bitch like, oh, the Oculus don't have any wire. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, come the, on, guys, they're making an upgrade here. Come on. The Oculus powered by Facebook, which is a billion, 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 billion dollar company. They probably have the technology to make the Bluetooth latency a lot less. Like, that's my big worry with PSVR is latency. I don't with, with a wireless VR set. It's almost like they, what I do in real life will not actually be what happens on screen. There will be a little bit of lag time in there, and that could kill an experience. So I don't mind having a single wire for PSVR. Um, that that part won't bother me. I enjoyed my time with the original PSVR. My brother-in-law has one, so it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, I finally have a setup where I can accommodate a VR um, in my basement. I just don't know if I want to. Sony kept saying they're going to support PSVR. They're going to support PS, And it's got some cool stuff. Iron Man, Batman, uh, Star Wars. It's got some cool stuff. You can play Resident Evil 7 all the way through in VR. Where's the dedication to the to the kind of the console or the whatever you want to call it, the add-on, where I can go out every few months, get a PlayStation VR exclusive, go home, check it out. And it's not just this thing that sits around and waits for something to happen. And then I get to play it for a day and then it's gone for another six months. I'd like to keep it in my ecosystem. And if Sony supports this new VR, which will support the dual sense and all this stuff, and they come out with a more robust title or library of titles to support this new PSVR, then I will think about it because then that brings your PS5 value to probably $900. 
500 for the console. The the VR will absolutely be 399. Yeah, minimum um, 400. So you're talking about almost a thousand bucks there. You better have some shit to play on. I mean, I I think I'm out on the PSVR. You know, I got to play. You you know, I got to play when your you know your brother in law brought it over. But it's cool, but it's not something that I'm going to sink 400 bucks in. No way. Tony Hawk is coming to Switch in 2021 and PS5 and Xbox on March 26th. And the PS5 and Xbox will get 4K. We'll get 60. It'll make your already very smooth running Tony Hawk remaster run even smoother. I think the Switch version will be a little bit of a dumbed down uh, PS4 experience, probably somewhere between maybe like a Tony Hawk 5 visuals. I don't think it's going to look wonderful. Probably 720 handheld, probably 1080 docked, 720 handheld, probably a locked 30, I would imagine, on Switch. Um, It's also going to be pretty cumbersome of a download. Still doesn't have a release date. They released about three minutes of footage on the Switch, and I guess it looks okay. Um, it looks like a little bit lesser than your PS4 version. So that's fine. And they're only doing a $40 release on that. And usually the Switch loves to charge 60 So for them to do 40 for Crash and for Tony makes me happy as a Switch owner. But the PS5 and Xbox versions, you know, it's Final Fantasy. Here you go. The upgrade's free. This game, Cyberpunk, the upgrade's free. This game, the upgrade's yeah. free. Tony Hawk, you want the upgrade, motherfucker? You won't pay 10 bucks. And uh, I think the same thing's happening with Crash. They didn't necessarily say it, but they didn't give it a free upgrade. And yeah. they said, if you want more, visit the website, which means... Yeah, we'll, we'll go, to, go to the website. It'll be 10 bucks. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, I don't need the PS5. I don't need 4K60 enough to go out and pay more for this $40 game. Yeah. That's one-fourth the price of the game. It's only a $40 game. Yeah. I, I figured you and I were in the same boat. We got a PS4. We're good. It runs fine enough on the. If I were to plug it into my five now, it might not be 4K 60, but it runs well enough to where I don't need necessarily an upgrade. It's a skateboarding arcade game. It doesn't yeah. need the PS5 treatment so much um, for me to go justify ten dollars. And somebody on our on our comment section on social media had said, "Hey, ten bucks is actually a really good price point." But for me, what value are you getting if that ten bucks came with a level, an extra level or two? from Tony Hawk three or, you know, a couple extra hidden skaters or something yeah. to give me more value than just here's some cool visuals. I would accept it, but to yeah. just get improved. Here's visuals, the same exact game you have for PS4, but for 10 bucks more. Now, if you have the digital edition or higher, the digital deluxe or higher, you get the upgrade for free, but I don't, you don't, nobody we know has yeah. that version. So more PlayStation games are coming to PC with Days Gone hitting this spring. Days Gone never clicked with me. I gave it two hours and I'm done. I still have it if I want to go back to it, but I think I'm out. But this signifies what people were afraid of for whatever reason. Started with Horizon Zero Dawn coming to PC. That their favorite PlayStation exclusives will no longer be exclusives. Guys, it's okay. If a great game is great, why do you want to hog it to yourself? Mario uh, Kart coming to PlayStation. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that because no, I too. own all I own all the game consoles buy. anyway. So like for me, it doesn't necessarily matter. The reason I got rid of my Xbox, yes, was because of lack of exclusives. But that doesn't mean I like exclusives. Um, exclusive games, maybe one thing. Exclusive content to third party games is definitely another. Fuck that noise, like Spider Man coming to Marvels, but only on PlayStation. 
that kind of sucks. But for for days gone to go to PC, it's different for this reason. There is the absolute distinction between PC gamers and console gamers. This is not going to Xbox. This is not going to Nintendo for your main con. This is going to PC. What do you even care? It's still going to be a console exclusive to me to get games out there to more types of players. That's a good thing. Yeah, but you're always going to have people that are butthurt. Yeah, even when we were younger, I think we might have been, you know, like, oh, no, God of War, I'm glad it's here. And then now it's like, ah, I don't care. Let it come to everything. Let everyone have fun. I'm about to say, hey, let's get some Pokemon on some PlayStation. (laughs) Dude, I'm serious about Mario Kart. Like, I want that on PlayStation. You got it. It's called Crash Nitro Kart. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it ain't the same. Gran Turismo 7 delayed until 2022. This is the... This is where we start to see the effects of COVID on Mm -hmm. the gaming industry. The next-gen titles that take years and years and are very graphically intensive, like the Nintendo title, you know, it still looks beautiful, but it's not a 4K60 game. So maybe they can kind of pump those out a little quicker. This is one of the bigger first, you know, COVID, we'll call it delays or whatever. And this is really in the rundown for this reason. I have been itching, dying. For a beautiful 4K racing game lately. And I was going to buy Gran Turismo 7. It's going to be the first Gran Turismo game I ever bought. I was in. I was in, in like Flynn. Just wait another year. And now I'm, and that itch is probably going to be scratched by then. And I think I'll be over it to the point where I actually last night put in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe into my Switch. It's the game that's in my Switch right now. I deleted all my save files for the game just so i could go back and restart it man that game looks good down here in the basement i'll tell you oh, I, I bet now one thing we didn't mention which i maybe we did but i got a bad feeling after this uh at least the state of play that god of war ragnarok probably won't be coming out till 2022 oh man i wonder who i wonder what co-host said that three months ago i have no idea let's move on sony is offering ratchet and clank for free to all playstation users in march as part of its hashtag play at home campaign and sam did not skip out a word there he did not say playstation plus he said playstation that's a really cool thing because ratchet and clank 2016 is already available for playstation plus users for free as a part of the playstation plus collection which gives you a whole bunch of really cool ps4 games for free this is for everyone. PlayStation's Play at Home campaign to help through the uh, the coronavirus and this, that, the other, giving gamers something to play. Ratchet and Clank 2016 is a hidden gem on the console. It's phenomenal. It's a game I want to go back and play again before Rift Apart comes in June. I love this news. Great on Sony. Wonderful. Would have really loved them to mention that today in the state of play just to get a little hype around it. Would have yeah. also liked them to give us March's free games, again, to give us a little bit of hype. It's four days away. We still don't know them. Uh, so, you know, I digress. But really cool here for, for Sony players. Pyra and Mithra are getting a presentation on March 4th to show off the characters and get a release date. And my guess is they're going to release in April. Um, it's fine. Pyra and Mithra, fine characters. You know, we've had a week to sit on it. It's fine. I think it's fine for this reason. There are two characters left, both characters by the end of 2021. What did they do in 2019? They announced two Smash characters in their E3 Direct. It was Banjo and uh, the 
I think the Dragon Quest hero was the first one, and then Banjo was the second one. Both big Nintendo slash retro style players. I think they're going to double dip again here in 2021, and we're going to get both of the final two fighters at E3. One's going to begin the direct. One's going to end it. Very similar. I think the first one's going to be Crash, and I think the second one's going to be Monster Hunter. Um, And that's how they're going to end it. Um, I think that this would have been great for Crash because of the timing with the Switch release and and all this stuff. But but Pyra and Mithra aren't E3 level great. Crash is something that E3 that you deserve it. Now, who knows what E3 is going to look like? And it's lost a lot of its luster after skipping last year. But um, Pyra and Mithra 3-4, if you're interested in the character, check it out. It's, I think, next Saturday or Thursday. I don't remember. The time is nothing but a straight line nowadays. But uh, <laughs> it'll be cool. You'll get a little bit of their, their moveset and their release date. I'm guessing April, give us a couple months before the big reveals for the final two fighters in June. Star Wars Republic Commando is coming to Nintendo Switch and PS4 on April 6th for 15 bucks. Yeah, the, the 2005 cult classic tactical shooter is making its way to Switch and PS4. I think that's neat. I think that there's a lot of really old Star Wars games that kind of were forgotten because... This was around the time the prequels were out, and that's kind of when Stars was at its lowest point. And there was a lot of cool shit that wasn't in the Skywalker saga that came out around that time. And so now we're starting to see that trickle out. And uh, Republic Commando is just another part of that. And this is another game that will sell pretty well, probably sell more on Switch than it will on PS4, simply because you can play Star Wars on the go. The major February patch for Cyberpunk has been delayed. Due to the recent cyber attack on CD Projekt Red. Mm, I was so looking forward. Cyberpunk was supposed to be the thing that get me through until Pokemon Snap. I was going to dedicate a month and a half to it. I was ready. As soon as this patch dropped, I was going to j- dive in. They didn't give a new release date, but you can't predict a cyber attack. And no. that shit was bonkers. That never should have happened to them. And I was, I actually said when that news dropped, this patch is going to get delayed. It has now been spoken into reality. Yep. Pissed about it. It's it sucks, man, because I really, really want to play Cyberpunk. It's just staring me in the face right now. Yeah, maybe maybe another month or two. I would imagine sometime in late March, yeah. And the last story we have in gaming, Anthem is dead. EA said, we gone. Rip, rip Anthem. Uh, they were deciding apparently whether to continue to support it or not. They chose not to. I don't know how you just make that decision. In yeah, I know. So, uh, yeah, nah, we're good. Get out of here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the game is dead. And the second this news dropped, it went to like 10 bucks on all the stores. Um, Anthem had guts. It just lost its way. And that's not shocking to say for an EA game. I remember when that game was announced, I think in E3 2017, that was your game of the show. And now it's dead just three years later, four years later. Uh, that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's just another was another service game you can kind of get those anywhere you know go play destiny go play whatever so it had guts but it just didn't have mm, staying power staying power damn it you beat me to beat it. you to it <laughs> good stuff uh we'll transition to the television with a gaming story <laughs> uh a twisted metal tv series not a movie not a game a tv series is in development but it's got the writers from Zombieland. And Deadpool, let's go. And that's Rhett Reese, Paul Wernick, 
This is my favorite story of the freaking week. I mean, if you listen to the pod, you know Twisted Metal is one of my favorite freaking games, specifically Twisted Metal 2. And I'm actually reading real fast. It's also being executive produced by Will Arnett. Yep. And there's another big name from another movie attached to this. I can't remember off the top. I see Mark Foreman, Peter Principato, Assad Quizblash, Carter Swan, and Herman Holst. I can't remember. And Michael Jonathan Smith is writing the series. Something like a producer on WandaVision. Or, I can't remember. Some Somebody's attached to another big show. But, God, I can't remember. Yeah, I'm sorry. But I, I can't wait. This is live action. So the, the only thing that we had kind of related to Twisted Metal was Death Race. Yeah. And I, I actually like that movie. Yeah, the other, I think they made, wind up two or three more movies, which sucked. The only good one was actually the first one. But I, I can't wait to see what they come up with for a live action Twisted Metal TV series. Uh, it's got a star sweet tooth. I mean, it just has to. Yeah, 100%. It's going to bring in the, the fans. You, you just uh, need the classics. You don't have to, you know, invent four or five new ones. You could give me everyone from the first, anyone from the second one. And I, I think you're going to have a hit. I What I'm hoping for, because I read that this is going to be a dark comedy. Like it's going to have some some dreary, horror stuff and some fucked up imagery, but a lot of funny going on as well. That's exactly what I want. I want a goofy, dark comedy about, you know, car combat and how that they could possibly make a long form series about this. I don't know. But to me, it's all about the characters, which then in turn, it's all about the costume design. It's all about the CG. How do you like, make Axel look good? You, you, that's gonna be tough. You go, you go practical. Like, you, <laughs> how can you just go, have it? Just have a guy hold the big wheels. He'll be fine. I, you know, like if you wanted it, you get a, you make his arms into an RC car, and you make that a practical effect. But not, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like Mr. Grimm, it's easy, right? It's, it's a guy in a motorcycle. Mr. Grimm, Warthog, Spectre, Outlaw, Hammerhead. A lot, a lot of they, that's easy. They're all good. Sweet Tooth, though, practical. I want a clown mask. I don't know how they're going to do the fire. Again, Oh, I'm, that could be done easy. Sure, sure. But CG fire sometimes looks bad. Like real no, bad. I want real fire. So, right, exactly. <laughs> practical. We go practical, damn it. Um, you know, here's my thing. We know the story. We know Calypso. We know this, that, the other. They made, what, five, six games, seven games out of the At franchise? Least, yeah. So yeah, the first four, then black, then head on, then the reboot. So like they have at least seven games under their belt. Is this a thing that is more of a mini series or can you potentially see multiple seasons? Out? I, I can only hope and pray that it's multiple seasons. I do. I don't want to see this as a one season and done. I, I, I want this to at minimum go three. You know, my biggest worry about this show. Money. Nope. Where it's going to be where it's going to premiere. And I, if I was a betting man, I think this is going to go to Paramount Plus. Oh, shit. It's where Bond is going to go, and that's a Sony property. And then the only thing I can think right now is HBO, which is yeah, doing The Last it. of Us. That's what I was or, hoping. I was like, I hope it's HBO. Or Paramount Plus, but Twisted Metal is not enough. It's not a big enough of a franchise, like pre-existing with a big enough audience for HBO to be like, let's go. It's not the last of us. The last of us is one yeah. of the biggest properties right now going. So this is a game that we haven't seen in eight years of anything. Like we haven't seen twisted metal game in since 2013 or maybe even 12. That game might've been actually 2012. So like, I think this is a paramount plus show. 
And if that's the case, sure, it will be the reason I dive into the free trial. But shit, be a, a free trial where I'm asking someone, can I can I get your codes, please? Who, but who the hell do you know that's going to have it? I, I don't know one person. <laughs> so like, that's my worry is where is this show going to debut? And that we also split it. We lead, go halves on it. That also leads, Sam, to how far they can take the gore and the gross and the dark. I mean, if I, I I think you know what you're getting yourself into when you're making a twisted metal show. So I, I think they're exactly this, this is going to be a hard, hard R. And that's exactly my point. What content producer is going to say, yeah, let me sign up for that. <laughs> like it's a but tough you know many people that are probably our age that grew up playing this game. So they have all this passion behind it. And I think they're going to do this to the what we remember playing growing up and it was a violent ass game. And I think that's exactly what we're going to get. Don't disagree, but if the audience for that was big enough, we'd have had a new game by now. And we have Destruction All-Stars because Fortnite's popular. That's the oh, last n- Now, maybe they learned their lesson, and they'll make a Twisted Metal 2 remake. They just they learned the game just came out a month ago. They haven't learned shit. <laughs> it's, just still, it's just a thing. Like I want this series to be as good as you do. I am looking forward to this series probably more... Or just about as much as The Last of Us. Like this is so hype. For yeah, me. It, like it's it's that high up there. Like this was my most hype story of everything we had. And and like I am so there with you. I played all those Twisted Metal games with you. We went to GameStop together a billion times looking for this. We found it together at Classic Game Junkie. Like I am right there with you in the Twisted Metal lore. Yeah. When I had my PS3, I downloaded them as well. So I love it. I, I I technically have three copies of Twisted Metal 2. I have the original release, I have the greatest hits release with the green on the side, and I have a sealed copy graded Wada at a seven five. I just want I just I just wonder where it's gonna go. I wonder and if it goes to HBO or Netflix, I, I couldn't be more excited. If it goes to Paramount Plus, maybe I'll change my tune because this is probably twenty twenty two or three. Yeah, I mean twenty two absolute minimum. Like late twenty two. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. So I just I don't know. We're going to be a ways off for this. It could be a thing like Mortal Kombat. We don't see it for a while. We don't see a trailer for a while. But when we do it, if if we get a trailer like we got of Mortal Kombat. Oh, my God. Mortal Kombat. The trailer in the first 24 hours racked up. I think I think the number was one hundred and nineteen million views or something like that. And that's just the Red Band trailer that made it the number one hundred and sixteen million. It was the most viewed Red Band trailer of all time. Oh, I love it. I freaking love it. So many, like I, I really haven't heard a bad thing yet from everyone. So that, oh, that, that's always a good thing. I, I can't wait. Unfortunately, I have because I follow a lot of uh, Mortal Kombat YouTubers and they're just like, duh, duh, duh. I'm like, now you know yeah, how I feel with Pokemon. I, yeah, they've been like, duh, duh, duh. I've been like, delete. <laughs> I was, I, was I don't like, need that negative just, shit in my life. Can't you just smile? Like it, it was really fun. Like who cares if Molina's teeth were perfect? It was really fun. Uh, but anyway, anything else you wanted to kind of uh, no. roll this story? I, I, th- I think we hit everything they got. I think they have the right writers. Now you just got to, you know, get get the cast right. This has not been 100% confirmed, but it's very highly reported that Superman, the animated series is coming to HBO Max in high def for the very first time this March. I've been waiting for the show to come out for Blu-ray since, you know, when Batman, the animated series came out. This was, again, what Bruce Tim and Alan Burnett did after Batman animated series. Only ran for three seasons with 54 episodes. I own it on DVD. Just just come out for HD and then release it on Blu-ray. So I can just have the Blu-ray collection because I'm tired of seeing, you know, the Batman Blu-ray, 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 then DVD. It's like, ah, it just stands out. 
this is a show that I think every I think kid should should watch growing up because this is this was my Superman growing up. This was you know Tim Daly was the voice, Clancy Brown was the voice of Lex Luthor. So like when I read Lex Luthor comics, either sometimes I'll hear it in Michael Rosenbaum or or I got Clancy Brown. It's just what I grew up with, and I think it's a fantastic show. If you've never watched it, I suggest you hop on it in March when it drops. Even more cool stuff in the DC realm. This isn't animated. This is live action, but we're talking Arrowverse stuff now. John Diggle may be coming to the Flash and finally become redacted for those of you out there, but let's call it what it is. He might become the Green Lantern, baby. Let's go. Yeah, so if everyone, if you saw the finale of Arrow, what, two years ago now, and it was always speculated for years that, you know, John Diggle, you know, that he could be John Stewart. And it looks like we're going to get that. I think it was even Grant Gustin said that, yeah, he's going to come on our show. And I think he already said, I think they even in, in Arrow, they said he's going to Metropolis. So it only makes sense that he's going to be on the Superman and Lois show. So I, I, I can't wait. I, I I feel like I've been watching. So I have been watching him for eight years as John Diggle for this character. So I feel like he deserves this. And he is, I, w- I would just, I just can't wait to see him actually in the suit. Hopefully it's not animated. We'll see what, when we get there. All I can tell you is that I am hyped for Anton finally getting some come up. <laughs> if you watch Dexter, you'll know exactly who Anton is. Dude, he went through some shit in that show. So like my boy hey. Anton finally coming up in the world. Thank you. He deserves oh, it. Oh, he, he deserves it. The live action Halo series is reportedly shifting from Showtime to get this. Paramount Plus. God damn it. This is the Paramount Plus episode. It might even make it to the title. It won't. Uh, it's now coming in early 2022. This has been going on for eight years. It's supposed to come out this year. Some of it's COVID related, but I think a little bit of it too is it's finding a new home. This is very disappointing that it's moving off of Showtime, even more so that its new home is a streaming service. Again, we talked about it. We don't need in Paramount Plus. Yeah, I, I just, again, I think even before, it's like, I don't want to pay for another service. I was like, I'm already paying for like four of them. Like, I I, I can't. Like, I, I got to accept it or if we go halves on something or whatever, but. Only it, four? Wow. Huh? Lucky, lucky you, only four. I'm, well, up, I, to, I, I I'm just, up to nine. Oh, well, you're a madman. Well, again, you have a child, so it's a little different for you, too. Yeah? Okay. Name one service that's just for her. <laughs> There ain't well, I bet, I'll bet you she watches probably Disney Plus more than you do. I would say that is a million percent accurate. I watch exactly four <laughs> things on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I figured. Uh, I am still, this is still Spielberg is uh, attached to the project. Uh, live action Halo TV series, probably a little late, but we're getting Infinite at some point. I, this might have been delayed because Infinite was delayed. Who knows? Because Infinite now coming out in late 21, maybe people get hyped, re-on the Halo train, and they're like, oh, cool. There's a show. It looks banging. Paramount Plus it up. Can't wait. Here's my $9.99. You could do 5 bucks a month for Paramount Plus, but you get the ads. You can go $9.99 for no ads. I am attracted to the $5 price point, and I would deal with the ads. But, like, man. We know nothing about this series still. We don't know the, the stars. We've never seen the trailer. Apparently, it's it's in the can for the most part and shot. So, like, to just out of nowhere here, Showtime to Paramount Plus, it's just a oh, frick. A little dejected. That's all. A little dejected. Yeah. It, it's again, I, I've never really played Halo, but I, I really can't wait to, to watch this show. You would like Halo, especially the first two. I'm sure I would. Maybe three. But, man, Halo, I, Pino and I, phew, 
Pino and I. That what they're the best gaming memories, man. Is yeah. me and him playing that. Nintendo launches Avatar Studios. Yeah, I never expected that they were gonna just really expand this world as big as they did. I mean, I, I remember back in the day, I only watched a few episodes of Avatar. I think when it was coming out, I was kind of getting out of that phase, like, you know, maybe cartoony. But from what everyone tells me, it's one of the best shows ever. And I, I feel like I, I kind of almost want to go back and give it a fair shake just to see why everyone rates this show so high. <sighs> to, to get more in the universe of Avatar, The Last Airbender is fine. Um, for them to launch a side studio about anything tells you how much they believe in the property. I don't see, you know, Blue's Clues Productions. It's not a thing yet. <laughs> I, I again, I think we were just a little too old for this show. Yeah, that's exactly but, what it was. Yeah, we like we just missed this boat. Like I, I probably missed it by like a year. But you know, maybe I'll give it a couple because again, everyone who watched like that is you know maybe a couple years younger. They rave about it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, the live action sucked, but. Okay, maybe, maybe I kind of want to give this another shake. Um, sure. Like, I, again, it takes a lot for me to get into animated properties as, yeah. as well. So I think that's part of the reason I missed the boat. Um, I thought Yu Yu Hakusho and Initial D were the only two anime on the planet for a few years there. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I was very, very, and I guess Pokemon counts. But like, I was very, very uh, honed in on that. And it's cool. Nickelodeon making moves. I appreciate it. Like, there's more Nickelodeon properties we're about to talk about here. Both of them coming to, well, I would imagine Paramount Plus, but we're getting a Rugrats CG reboot, like came out of nowhere, just kind of announced. Here's some screenshots. It kind of looks okay. But the cool thing about this, so it's going to Paramount Plus. Again, this is the year of the Paramount. Uh, it's got its original voice cast, and that is a big win. Yeah, and that's that's the coolest part about it. I mean, again, for you, I think it's a little bit better. You have a daughter, so you can watch this. Fuck you know, that! I'd watch it without a daughter. This is a show I grew up. It's my favorite Nicktoon of all time. So it's it's I, it's definitely I watched everything, even when they were grown up. I I watched I everything. It w- it was great, but it, it's not something as at least right now as a thirty one year old man, I'm I'm looking to run at and go watch a, a CG reboot of the Rugrats. I I am in on this fact. As long as, well, not fact, this this hope. If there is hashtag no dill, I'm in. I stopped watching and caring when dill came into the show. And then, like you said, the all grown up stuff. The movies were a little bit over the top too. But that core original Rugrats show where they're, you know, they're playing mini golf and they get stuck in the ice cream Sunday thing and they get the scary stories with the monster at Susie's house and Reptar in the toy store, like Reptar on ice. Dude, I, sw- I was just, I was like, I remember the toy store at Reptar, like they, they're, they're trapped in there overnight or something. I thought that was pretty cool. That was and a good so episode. like the, it's got that and right. And if I'm thinking about that episode and then so are you, that means other people are too. I have faith with the original voice cast that this could be really fun. Yeah, well, yeah, it's going to be great because all the kids, we grew up watching it. Now most of us have kids, so we're going to watch it with our kids. So it makes perfect sense. I'm doing air quotes. Yes, I'm going to watch it with my kids after (laughs) they go to sleep. A live action Fairly Odd Parents is also in the works. This is the other show that I just missed. Yeah, I I caught like the tail, maybe the first season of it. I I, I thought it was okay. Timmy Turner, that whole stuff. And, you know, I I thought thought it was a, a decent show. But again, I probably only watched that first season. I thought it was okay. I mean, I'd be interested to see how it looked. Live action does nothing for me for this. Like, I, I think it's all going to depend who you cast. You really have to nail this, especially for you know 
the her they're actually like uh, fairies to actually grant the wish. Like I think them two are probably even almost more key than even Tim, Timmy Turner himself. I think again, it goes down to costume design and the effects because, like, you have flapping winged humans. That's like tough to pull yeah. off. No, yeah. So, a live action GI Joe series is in the works at Amazon Prime Video. It's nice to not say Paramount. Plus. Yeah, I was gonna say I love that it's Amazon Prime since we are Prime members. We obviously get this because the GI Joe series it it needs a new take. The first two movies didn't hit for me, uh, so I feel like doing it. Uh, a, uh, an Amazon TV show, I think, is a better route than just to make a third movie. I would tend to agree. I think the GI Joe property and franchise is a lot has a lot more of a legacy than it's been shown over the past decade. So I think showing some grace and some class and twisting it and put a new take on it and a new main character and a female lead, I think a lot of this has a lot of legs. And I'm excited again because it's Amazon Prime. This is a show where I can try it, and if I want to, I can keep going. And if not, I'm over it. It's it's nice to of the nine services that I have, but this <laughs> is one of them. Uh, you know, I'm waiting for that ESPN Plus that I spent fifty bucks on to do Jesus. something. But uh, you know, Amazon Prime Video, GI Joe. I think it's a good pairing. I think it's a good opportunity for GI Joe to come back into the spotlight because it's been gone a little bit. Yeah, it it needs it because GI Joe was the shit. Let's end the show in movies. Vanity Fair reports that the Zack Snyder Justice League will have a hero cameo at the end that will blow fans' minds. So the question here, Sam, who could it be? I I said before that I hope it's the main man. I hope we get Lobo. He's kind of that anti-hero. I feel like maybe we need some backup. We need some strength. Lobo's strong as shit. You know, again, I'm, I'm... most likely wrong, but I would just love to see Lobo show up. So that was my follow-up question is, is that what your want is or is that who your logical guess is? Because if it's not, who might be your logical guess? And I might be putting you on the spot there. I mean, logical guess, like, okay, I guess we're not going to count Martian Manhunter since he's kind of already confirmed for the film. Um, I, I, a Green Lantern kind of makes sense. You know, like, well, I know my guess. I know some people, so people said, you know, hey, maybe it's Ryan Reynolds. I know Ryan Reynolds tweeted, said, no, no, my suit is, is staying in the closet, a.k.a. the computer. So I, I, I'm thinking that it, it could be – unless that they introduce Hawkman or they do a Hawk Girl, something like that, or – John Diggle. No, That's bad. <laughs> that, dude, I would lose it That because John Stewart's my favorite Green Lantern, so I would absolutely lose it. I'm thinking like again, like I'm thinking Apocalypse with Dark Side. Is it his son? Is it Orion? Do you go that route? But who the hell knows? Like, not a lot of people are gonna know him, but the big DC fans are. I'm I'm thinking of like the core, like Justice League Unlimited or something like that. Do we get Captain Adam? Uh like but I don't know like- if those are enough to blow fans' minds. Like they'd be really cool, but this is making it seem like it's a very mainstream character as opposed to a maybe a little lesser known, like a moon Knight or something like that. I know that's Marvel, but like, I'm just saying that that B level character, I think green lantern makes a ton of sense, but that also could be the most obvious. And maybe he's pointing us in a different direction. If they put Dr. Fate or specter, I will lose it. That will make me fucking go nuts. There you go. Now we're talking, baby. We're also talking about a blue beetle film coming to DC. This is shining the spotlight on the Latino community. Let's go. Uh, Are you excited for this? Yeah, this is like like obviously the Ted Court like uh, Blue Beetle ha- definitely has a, l- a lot of history. It started at Dan Garrett, 
back in, I think it was 1939. Then it went to Ted Cord, and then it went to Jamie Reyes, which the one we're getting now, which I'm okay with. I, I think Jamie's actually, he's probably my second favorite. Ted Cord, I think, will always be my number one. But I think this is a good way where you, you introduce Jamie, a younger DC hero, but his mentor is like Booster Gold. So that's kind of, I, I, they didn't announce that yet. This is my guess that, at least in the comics, that Jamie had help from Booster Gold. He was like his mentor. So I think it only makes sense that we're, I know we got Booster Gold. He was on an episode or two of Smallville back in the day. But I think he deserves his own little thing. And and, and Jamie Brace is going to need some help. So I think him and like Booster Gold would be a great movie. Now, you know, you don't got to go super deep in the lore, but very high level for the folks who don't aren't familiar with Blue Beetle. What are we in for here? So, like, if you know Blue Beater, I don't, I don't know if the original went, but I know he gets a scarab on his back, and it basically, he's almost, not, not like, kind of cyborgish a little bit, but, like, if he gets in trouble, like, it'll, it'll, like, take control of, like, him, his body, and, like, blast somebody for, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it's interesting, because I, I'm, I only know him, um, Jamie Reyes, I guess he was on, what show was he on? Um... I think he was on Brave and the Bold. I think he was on that show. He was on Young Justice. So that that's where I know him from, Young Justice. And he was even uh, uh, Justice League Action. But that was a little more kiddie show, so I never really watched that. But it, it, it's it, – it, I, I just finally like that DC is, is going outside the realm of, okay, let's take a chance on a new character. This is a way to introduce – you know, again, like you said, the Latino audience to kind of – you know, shine, shine some light on him because he he is a strong character and the scarab is strong as shit. And I know during the show they were trying to get it off and then it's it, but it's it's like attached for life and and again I think this is where you you utilize to bring in Booster Gold, who people who have no idea who Booster Gold and Skeets are, his little mechanical little thing that follows him everywhere. But I I think that this dish has a chance of having legs. Three more stories for the evening. The first being. A new trailer for Disney and Pixar's latest film, or yeah, Disney and Pixar. Luca, yeah. uh, you know, we see a lot of characters from a lot of different backgrounds. We've yet to see a really staunch Italian style character. That's what we were getting here until he gets wet. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're, you're, you're caught on my people's heritage. Okay, cool. Uh, what did you think of this trailer? Again, I, I, I it, it was uh, different, that's for sure. Um, you know, being Italian, I, I, of course, I'm always, oh, cool, you know, okay, get to see that. And then, what then it was what when they're in water or water hits them they change into like dragons like yeah like water a, a dragon dragons. or it was like a, a mutated frog and a lizard or something it was but, neat i didn't yeah, expect no, it, 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 it was different it, it was it was something like out of nowhere it hit me that's the trailer was only like a minute it was real short but i was like you know what guess what i'm gonna watch this movie because when it, it comes it, to it looks, disney plus exactly i'm yeah. I'm, in, I'm not gonna go run out to the theaters no way but when I'm comfortable in my own home, yeah, I'll, I will definitely watch this. I am, I am secretly like kind of psyched for this. It looked, it looked good enough in its minute, minute and a half trailer that I'm yeah. like, all right, cool. Another property. This is from the makers of Inside Out. Some of the people that worked on the original Toy Story are working on this film. It's in good hands. I've seen semi mixed reactions, but mostly positive from this. I would agree. I think it's got some comedy in the trailer. Definitely the Italian heritage. Um, I'm in. I, I think this is really fun, and I think it's a, a nice twist of how they're going to play with water and how they're going to play with hiding their identities. Um, you know, don't get me wrong; I'm not going to overanalyze Luca, but <laughs> it, it looks it looks nice. It looks fun. It looks fun. A workaholics movie is in the works at Paramount Plus. 
Yeah, of course, Brown. Hey, I, I I'm actually one of the rare few that really never. I think I may have seen one episode of same, Workaholics. Same, same. I, I, I like the guys. They did a movie called Game Over, man. I for whatever reason I freaking love that movie. It's like the same guys are in it. You have Steve Howey has a small part, and Daniel Stern's in it. I think it's still on Netflix, actually. But Game Over, man, like it's the same crew. I thought that was funny. So I mean, I can only imagine that the Workaholics is probably going to be just as funny. Because I know that ran for what five, six seasons, and it was a cult classic show, yep. like very, very popular show. So yeah, maybe that's what's gonna get me into the workaholics. I mean, I'm probably sure I can go find the, all the seasons somewhere and watch them Hulu or something like that. But it's okay. Uh, I think we're gonna end though on a bang because Ray Donovan is coming back in film form. Oh yes, yeah. so, again. So this this show came out what, seven, eight years ago, came on Showtime. I know me and our, our friend Alex, we we jumped on it day one. And it, it basically, Ray Donovan is Leif Shriver. He's a professional fixer who, you know, get gets bribes, payoffs, threats, cleaning up crime scenes, legal activities. John Voight's in it, Eddie Marsden, Stephen Bauer, you know, great cast. So many, Susan Sarandon comes in it in a later season. But it ran for seven seasons, 82 episodes, and I liked where it it the, the story takes a huge change. I think after season four, something big happens and the show kind of takes a turn, and it continues on this path, which is which is okay. But the ending of season seven, I I they, it it didn't end where they wanted to. There was still something they wanted to tell, and it just got canceled. So I I hate when that shit happens where a show doesn't get to tell you, you know where 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 it wanted to end at. Like I wanted I want them to end at their own terms. You, you, we have so many hours invested in every single episode of all these shows and the way it ended, it ended pretty big that you, you're like, no way is this show going to end. Kind of reminds me of that show Magic City that got canceled after one freaking season or two seasons. I still hope they don't get made. I know there was a rumor to be a movie, but now nah, it never happened. But I'm so happy that we're that Ray Donovan is getting another chance. I know Liev Shriver posted on Twitter, Instagram saying, guys, without the fans, you guys made this happen. Thank you so much. And we're going to get this, you know, tell you the full story of how this show officially ends. And it's it's going to be a nice tie-in. I think a lot of like – think back to like Veronica Mars did it. Deadwood did it. So yep. I think this is a fitting ending. I think Lucifer might be doing it or they're doing a full season before. Yeah, they show. got like a – dude, they got another season. Then they got another season with an extension on it. So yeah. let's end the show where we now do with Sam's weekly WADA spotlight. So my Wada spotlight this week is a Game Boy Color game. And of course, it is Batman Chaos and Gotham. I have it in a 7.5 sealed A++ seal. Came out in 2001. And I bought this actually. I found this on Feebay. You know, back in the day, like Toys R Us or EB Toys or something like that, where if the games weren't selling well, they put like a two-pack. Hey, get a value pack for 20 bucks. So it was attached to, I think, like Army Men 2 or something like that. I saw it in a two-pack. I don't Obviously, I didn't care about Army Men. I just wanted this Batman game. This is the only sealed Batman Chaos in game for the Game Boy Color that I've ever seen. I haven't seen any sealed whatsoever. I'm sure there, there's some out there, but if you look, I haven't seen any in the two years that it took me to find this game. And everyone that I've talked to is saying the same thing. Damn, I've, I've never seen that game. Some, you know, some fanatics, are like, I can't believe you opened it from the two-pack. Like, I'm not that collector that, you know, the two-pack. Yeah, it looked cool. It definitely reminded me of, like, you'll get memory lane when 
when when they did that kind of stuff. But I was like, I, I all I want was this Batman game. This game was based off the 1997 animated TV series when they kind of redid the animation, the new Batman adventures, um, which I wish they kept the same, but I'll, I'll digress there. But again, the game was, it was, it was decently received. IGN gave it a seven out of 10. Game Informer gave it a six out of 10. And Nintendo Power gave it three stars out of five. It was developed by Digital Eclipse, published by Ubisoft. A little single, single player action where Arkham Asylum has undergone a massive breakout and all the supervillains are running out through Gotham City and you're Batman, you're trying to get him up. You got, you know, Mr. Freeze, the Joker, Harley Quinn, Roxy Rocket. If you watch animated series, you know who she is. Poison Ivy and Bane. And then you you come to find out that basically Two-Face mastermind the whole thing to basically bring Gotham down to its knees. So a a game that I I played as a kid for a little bit. I I don't even think I ever beat this game, but this was kind of, I'm, my whole thing with, obviously, I love Batman Animated Series. My goal was to literally get every single game related to Batman the Animated Series still sealed for him. I I'm, did great so far. I literally have every single one but Batman the Animated Series for the Game Boy that came out in 1993. I know, I think, three or four people that have sealed copies. They either don't want to sell it or the price they asked is absolutely ridiculous and I can't justify that. So I'll just have to just be patient and wait for that right time to come. But for now, that was your weekly WADA, Batman, Chaos, and Gotham. Oh, and and real quick, there's still no pop report or census data for WADA. Like CGC has their census data. It's only a matter of time. I I think WADA, I'm hoping this year they're going to release a pop report because I would love to see how many copies are actually graded. I would love that. Mine's the only one. That would be great. But (laughs) that's it for me for this week for, for WADA week. After three hours of podcasting tonight, we're going to call it quits. Um, I might be back at it this weekend. Who knows? All depends on what this Pokemon presence oh, Jesus. had in it since this is dropping on Monday. But everybody, again, go check out our bonus episode with Ryan Airy. A lot of our stories from this week are in there. And if you're talking Star Wars or DC or Marvel, that is your episode. It is your dream episode i promise you that good stuff from ryan sam thank you so much that was episode 226 we will see you at next week for episode 227 i fucking hope it's lobo <laughs> <laughs>